Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. actually them winning the league but watching them celebrate it like the gang of fucking plebs that they are it hasn't been that unpleasant at all because we knew we uh, wait, I, I thought that was just Everton fans wearing Liverpool <laughs> yeah, shirts yeah. all the bad uh, behaviour yeah all the, all the Everton fans that live in Liverpool made sure that we bought Liverpool socks to go down and make sure that they were fucking parking outside downfields in vans with flag, uh, parking outside Goodison with flags on a van uh, draping a red flag over Dixie Zeen putting the traffic cone on his head, driving up to Old Trafford with a flag to wave it outside there. Um, what else did they do as Liverpoolians? Um, oh, go down a pier head and fire fucking fireworks at probably the greatest landmark of the city, which bears the yeah, emblem of their fire, badge. Set it on fire, mate. 10k worth of damage, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been glorious being an Evertonian, watching all the fucking plebs do what they do best. You know, the small minority of fans which they seem to have a real small minority of. <laughs> <laughs> how have you like that that sort of bit of it aside, how how have you found because I mean I've got to say like last season losing it was one of those things where it's like if it wasn't Arsenal and it wasn't Chelsea having to play in a Champions League final, like we never get I mean, I I'll I'll die on this hill. I'm never going to see Spurs in that game ever again. I would never be in the Champions League final again in my lifetime. Do you not think, no? Nah, nah, I can't see it. Um, And losing it to them was not nice. It wasn't pleasant at all. I didn't go out there for it, but a lot of my mates as well who were out there said that, you know, it was just kind of... uh, 
he just said that, you know, they've won it six times. They didn't even really give that much of a fuck. Whereas, like, it would have been, yeah, even though their whole logo now is it means more. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it would have definitely meant more to Spurs in a in a certain sense. But, you know, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't need to imagine what it's like to see your rivals being absolutely unbelievable because I grew up during the Invincibles era and seeing them win the league at White Hart Lane. Take yeah, Noel yeah. Campbell, yeah. all of that. But what they have achieved these past few years is is quite frankly unbelievable. And I mean, in no way, shape, you? or form can you can you say anything about the team and their performances. The team and their performances cannot be knocked at all because they have been absolutely yeah. amazing. The fan base and the club in itself, on the other hand, can be looked at in detriment fully all the time because they do no in no way shape or form match their club performances it's ridiculous uh, I've never seen it I see it first and every day yeah. I mean there's, in my street alone I can look out of my window and see copite flags hanging out of windows there's six houses in my street I know are copites because they go to match do you know what I mean the rest of them mm. I've never even seen them talk about footy or even mention footy or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If it's for the kids, I have no issue. Charm, kids, lovely. I've already a little Mo, Mo Salah, uh, oh, cardboard yeah. cutouts, cardboard cutouts in the window. Um, Jordan Anderson cutouts, which is obviously kept for Halloween <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> genuinely, Jordan Anderson sitting in a fucking window. And they've stuff the dirt cat one for that. Mate, Jelly does a Jordan Anderson cut out in the window, two streets, two doors from the top of my street. Fucking Jordan Anderson cut out. It's like Halloween, started fucking six months early. <laughs> I mean, he's an ugly fucker, Emily, to be fair. I mean, I'm no worried. Even, he, even he's turned into a decent player as well, annoyingly. With that team around you, you're going to be a decent player. Sammy Lee was classed as a decent yeah. player. He was fucking shite, mate. He just had a good team around yeah. him. <laughs> That's it. Do you know what I mean? Any, you can yeah. all you can all look good with a decent team around you. But is it? it I mean, just how do you get excited about your own team when you're? Because I, I found it hard, mate. A lot of the time, like you know, I only really truly started to feel like Spurs, like as a serious outfit, you know, under Pochettino when we actually looked decent. Yeah. We'd only really arrived when we sort of finished above Arsenal that time for the first time in fucking Christ knows how long. Yeah, yeah. Does it, 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 even though it shouldn't, and things are starting to look steadily up for Everton, does it sap any of that enthusiasm seeing them doing what they're doing for it? No. From it for you? No, not for me. I'm not for the... Um... The, ma- the majority of Evertonians that I know and the people I tend to spend my time with, watching them is not a thing for us. We don't even have any um, sort of... They're a non-entity to us. They're just another football team like Spurs, another football team like Chelsea. We don't watch them purposefully. Most of us just yeah. watch them twice a year or three times or four times a year, depending on cup draws. You know what I mean? We don't go out of our way to watch fucking cup finals. I mean, I only watched the Spurs Liverpool when the Champions League final. I only watched it because you were playing in it, and it's because I know you yeah. and you, you, Raj, Seb, and that you know. 
the, that's the only reason I watched it just for you boys just to show if you did been because I gloated like fucking you know <laughs> just for yeah. that there's a Spurs fan that goes to the gym that I go to as well when, when it's open but the, the that lads, I put him onto the Real Thrills podcast and all you lads, but when you were still going, you know what I mean? It's, um, I'd rather use, I'd rather she use with it than them, and I've got no real affinity, do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. the, I'm just shy, put it, I'm trying to think of the way Shy puts it without being offensive because he's normally very offensive to it. They're just, they're just the cunts that live in our old, our old house. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, way, isn't it? that's probably the best way of putting it. They're just the cunts that live in our old house. We won the league there first, anyway. Not many more people know that. I, I, do you know? I think one of the one of the biggest travesties is like I don't think a lot of people realise actually how successful the team Everton are historically. Um, really, I, I remember getting into a sort of a. Yeah, a thing on Twitter ages ago, and I, I can't remember who. It was nothing serious or anything, but just you know, when you sort of disagree, have a back and forth with mm. somebody. I remember talking about like you know, well, we're sort of in a group of teams that you know, sort of sleeping giants, yeah, you know, Spurs, Everton, Villa, yeah. Leeds, and yeah, I suppose like, what do you mean Everton? Sort of thing, we're miles bigger than Everton. I was like, oh, we fuck, man. Like, Everton have won so much more than Tottenham. Mm. Like, so much more than Tottenham, historically speaking. And I, I, I think that's something that maybe people don't, you know, I might be just projecting that from one experience of someone. But I do think you are on the up, though, and you're being led at the moment by somebody who, if I'm brutally honest, I wish we'd got in instead of Mourinho. It's Carlo Ancelotti, mate. It's a good input. It's Carlo Ancelotti. When when you hear the name Carlo Ancelotti, you're auto or you're automatically here serial winner. It's it's a man yeah. who's won. He's he's a, like Everton is the fourth or fifth most successful club in England. Ancelotti's won more than Everton. Really? Yeah. It, as I'm, as a manager, he's won. I think he's won more than Everton. I'd have to double check that, but it was a quote that I seen, and it's probably not far off true. But as a manager, he's won. Absolutely everything, and he's now in charge of my football club, which I never thought. <laughs> hey, mate, after David Moyes, what did we have? We had fucking Bobby Brown shoes. That you know how much you know how much I loved him. You loved him, didn't you? <laughs> 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 fucking Marco Silva for crying out loud. Um, oh, the shit stain on the bowl of Everton Football Club, fucking Sam Allardyce. Um. Ronald fat-faced, I can't be arsed with anyone fucking cumin. He was a miserable swat him, you know, like, honestly, oh my God, such a miserable fuck. You know, we be, you know me and Si were quite involved with Everton. I was only Everton fans yeah. for him for, I was only Everton fans for him for three years. Um, it, the, the interaction you had with Martinez was like great, it was boss, he'd let you in. He was just, he was just shit. I never, I never met him, I, Every opportunity that came up to me, that I chose not to go. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't really? for me. Yeah, it wasn't for me, mate. It wasn't for me. Um, I think I'd be a bit of a hypocrite calling them all the fucking knobheads behind it, like in, in every way, shape, or form. And then, oh, do you want to come and meet the manager? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Let's have a little bash of that. Nah, not for me, mate. I'm not that way built. 
um, one of those lads on Arsenal fan TV that will call out, you know, Wenger and Alexis Sanchez and that, and then they'll go and appear on some promotional thing for Paddy Power or whatever with them. Give them oh, shit on that, mate. That's not me, lad. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I didn't get invited to none of the recruitment things, I think, because people knew what to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But you, so you, you, you definitely like because you know you look at Ancelotti and like you say serial winner. It's kind of like that's what we've done with Mourinho, but Mourinho comes the whole circus as well. And yeah, you know, I can I can do a whole bit on Spurs and the way in which we're sort of run as a club. Mm. But it just seems to be that with Ancelotti, you've basically got exactly what we've got in Mourinho without all the baggage. Yeah, well, it's without the shakes, and the man's bought into the club, and I think he likes the family aspect of the club. And he, he was, <laughs> now you don't know Bootle Shopping Arcade or Bootle, uh, the Strand Shopping Centre. It's in Bootle, which is an area of uh, Sefton in Liverpool. It's not far from here, it's about a mile away from where I live, maybe a little bit more. But it's like um, it's like a holding pen for Jeremy Kyle. Um, <laughs> it's probably the best way of putting it. Now, in no, I've never known any event manager to go down the strand shopping just for a walk. <laughs> he was he was there like the second, third week he was at Everton as a manager. He's in Bootle Strand Shopping Centre knocking about, looking <laughs> like just looking around the shops. Evertonians getting the pictures taken with him everywhere. Three days later, he's on Crosby Beach um, at the Anthony Gormley um, Iron Man statue. Uh, thing that we've got there, uh, it's just it's just mad. And he lives he lives not far from me. Now the the footy players normally go out to Cheshire or Ellesmere Port, all over the water in the Wirral or like in the big houses just outside of Liverpool. Nah, Ancelotti lives in Crosby. I mean, there's some nice houses and Crosby's an all right area, but he, he lives in Crosby, mate. Just in a, just in a little random house in Crosby. He, Did you get a feeling then that he's 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 buying into the to the city? You know, you know, you're hearing all these like sorry to hop back to it, but you're hearing all these platitudes for for Klopp at the moment, how he really made an effort to integrate himself with the the city and the people. And yeah. I do, you know, I, I I do feel that is a genuine thing. I you know, as much as I'm loath to he, jump you, on the whole Klopp bandwagon, he does seem like a fairly Seems like oh, a nice guy, okay. and he does get he does get involved in quite a bit of the community stuff. Um, he, he's very involved in quite a bit of the youth community stuff as well, which is I haven't personally seen it, but I've heard it from lads that uh, work with the Liverpool, uh, the LFC Foundation, you no know, for disability football and stuff like that. And I know he's been involved in that, not so much in attending himself, but sending players down them uh, to you know go and integrate and. Make sure that the sessions are held and holding sessions, especially with cerebral palsy players, you know, wheelchair mm-hmm. players and stuff like that. I do know that because we made a cerebral palsy wheelchair coach. He he been coaching for years. John, he's cerebral, he's cerebral palsy himself, but he's been um, he's been coaching for years. John, I think he's like FA level three cerebral palsy uh, wheelchair football coach now or something stupid like that. Not that you can get much out of me. Just take the piss out of me for being Evertonian most of the time. A little prick. Um, 
told him many times I'll let the tyres the tire down on his wheelchair he just carries, carries on to it I've disconnected the battery from his wheelchair before the day mate he's me mate yeah. <laughs> he's me mate he gets the same treatment as fucking everyone else <laughs> but so Ancelotti he does he's, he's sort of he's buying into the club and you, you are you're steadily improving right like you can see that there's there seems to be more direction to what he's doing. He's yeah, well, definitely galvanised Richarlison. When did we last play? Use was it? It was November. Was it November last year? Was it? Mate, I can't honestly. I can't even remember. I think it was November last year because it was one month. Because I remember us having a conversation on Twitter about whether we could out shit each other. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it fucking right it sounds about right and then we got yeah. absolutely annihilated in the derby about, I think it was one or two games later we got B5-2 in the derby um, away at, at Anfield we got fucking twatted and Duncan Ferguson had been in charge so yeah so it was it was November because we had Ferguson in charge for Southampton Norwich and Leicester and I think we won all three games and then we had Liverpool and it was supposed to be the new manager, and yeah, yeah, that right, yeah. As far as that, as far as I remember, that would possibly have to be fucking into your check, by the way. But yeah, we got we got swatted in the in, it was the December by Liverpool, and that was five two, and then we got Chelsea, I think, and we won. But since we've come back, we had the derby again, which was the biggest non-event in football. Um, I thought we played very well though, mate. Yeah, we did. We should we, we should have and could have won it there at the end. Yeah. But Tom Davies is uh, like thing hit the post, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So uh, right at the end, Davies hit the post. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was fucking jumping everywhere in the house watching it. Um, it was just <laughs> it was one of those games where I couldn't get excited for it. And I sat here and, like, I haven't drank for a long time and me and my lads had a couple of beers watching it. And it was just, you know where you can't, you can't get up for the game. You can't just, like, yeah. have a little bit of joy about it. And the most joy the most joy that came was when Davies at the post or when, I think that was off the back heel of Calvert-Lewin as well, which, just before we do move on, the progression of Dominic Calvert-Lewin over the last couple of months has been not short of amazing. I don't know whether he's been watching him, but he's become just such a player. And he's from the academy, right? Well, he was from Sheffield United originally, and we bought him for the academy. Um, okay. I think it was Sheffield United. Yeah, Sheffield United he came from originally. We bought him for the academy, specifically for the under-23s. I think it's similar to like we did with Aaron Lennon. You know, we bought him at 15, 16, so they might as well be like one of your own sort of youth. Players. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. But then he was playing for England in the World Cup in the under-20s World Cup. He was a World Cup winner um, in that category. So he, yeah. he's got it within him, you know what I mean? Um, he's... Uh, he's going to be one to look out for, I think, in the future. I think him and the Charleston is going to be hard to hold on for to for us unless we win something next season. You know what I mean? It's Again, it's hard being optimistic right at the minute because as a, the footy is just a glorified training session. It's training sessions with points. 
right now. That's yeah. all it is. Have you, uh, is, is that something you felt quite a bit, like that it's not really the right timing? I'm not, mate. I've been in isolation since March the 12th. Football's been the last thing on my mind. I haven't really been asked about it. Liverpool flying in the league. Wasn't asked. They're not my team. They can win it for the next 20 years. Couldn't give a fuck. Not, not my team. Don't care. Um, yeah. It's, and that's the way I've always been. It's just they're not, they're not, they're not Everton, so I don't really care about them. Um, yeah. <coughs> but since the restart, when there's 60,000 odd people dead, probably more, and all they want to do is, <laughs> it's just like money over lives, you just want to get the fucking footy back on, I know they're throwing it free on telly, but you know for a fact that's under, that's been under duress, that's because people have complained, people have saying like, hang on a minute, you know, this, it shouldn't be happening, it's been badly handled by the government, I mean, I've been on shielding, I've been on shielding because I've got an autoimmune disease, so I haven't fucking moved. And I only got my first update on shielding two weeks ago. And then that update was, oh, by the way, you're staying until August the 1st now. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do with that information? It's, it's like, I've sat here for weeks and weeks and weeks, you've been doing daily updates for every fucker. Now everyone can go out. I'm five weeks behind everyone fucking else, and now you're just telling me, "Oh yeah, oh by the way, by the way, where I've got to stay off for another six weeks." Thanks for that. Fucking shit. Yeah, it's thing. very odd, isn't it? Because like, me, me and Red spoke about it before on one of the podcasts, and we said, "Yeah, you got to, you know, we were sort of turning it on ourselves in that if this was last season, then we were still in the, yeah, we were looking down the barrel of." Playing in the Champions League final, yeah. how excited we were last year. Yeah, we'd probably have wanted the football back. We would have said like, "Our oh, fuck it, you know, it'll be all right, it'll be fine." And you make whatever excuses. So, you know, you you, you can sort of call yourself out and know that mm. I'm probably being I'm, a bit of a hypocrite, but it, yeah. it it does, like you say, it just it feels it feels wrong. It feels. Number one, I mean, like, yeah, if we take out that small matter, like you say, of 60,000 deaths and government mismanagement, mm. just on the level of no fans being inside stadiums, players, yeah. players not being able to shake hands but still can go in and slide tackle and challenge for headers <laughs> with one another. Mate, and... did, you see, did you see the advice from the government when they said about the slide tackles? If you're going in for the slide tackle, just to maybe stop it, turn your head away. On what break someone's leg, or it was that was the advice that was the advice given. Turn your head away. Uh, uh, do you know what? I might still have it if I've still got it. I'll email us over to you, and you can yeah. put us as you can put us as the fucking header on the podcast because it was one of my favourite things ever. Do you know where you just look at something and just think you've never played footy in your fucking life, have you? You absolute gobshite. <laughs> And, and this is it, isn't it? The whole the whole thing has felt like a bit of a farce. Fucking, <laughs> you're not yeah. wrong, mate. You're not wrong. But still, we're sort of sitting there. I mean, like, yeah, we we just come off, at the time of recording, Spurs come off the back of it, drumming away at Sheffield United, and I've got a few of me Arsenal mates doing the whole, like, ah, you know, we've gone above you and all this. And I'm, I am doing the genuine, like... Uh, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not that arsed at yeah. the moment, mate. Like, it, it is frustrating when you're watching the game, like you say, like you have that split second of like seeing Spurs can see, yeah. or seeing like you know when our goal got disallowed. Yeah, oh, you got no, I, was, I was watching that. I was watching that this morning. I watched that this morning. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm still unaware as to why. Because he, because Lucas Moore in the build-up, then he fell over. And he put his hands out in front of him to stop himself from falling on his face. Yeah. And the ball hit, hit his arm. Like, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Honestly, don't get don't get me started on unintentional handballs in Tottenham because <laughs> it 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 takes me to a very dark and unhappy place. But just everything top to bottom, yeah. Seeing no on that very base level, no fans inside the stadiums, and the fact that. It's a thing that they play sound effects from a computer game on broadcast <laughs> so that we can try and see this as normal. Just Yeah. It's it not normal, it, though, is it? It's just money, isn't it? It, it, it is. It's, it's money over large. Money. money over large. On the unintentional handball, what you're on about there, I just want to go over the our Leicester game that we've just gone to one. And we got our first penalty in 38 games in that game. 38 games? 38 games without a penalty. That's our first one against Leicester. That was our first penalty. I do forget, though, that you're, uh, you, like, I think this is the, the kidmanship between Everton and Spurs in quite a lot of ways, is that <laughs> yeah, you we've have got that it. similar, like, yeah, the, the Red neighbours, <laughs> Red yeah. neighbours, that are the gang of knobheads. Yeah, the Doctor Everton thing that used the Doctor Tottenham. We, yeah, we have. If yeah. you can't, if you haven't scored in a millennia, play Everton. If you haven't had a penalty in a millennia, play Everton. If you, if your right back hasn't scored with his left ass cheek for fucking seventy four years, play Everton. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous, mate. But yeah, we haven't had a penalty in thirty eight games. Um, in this season, uh, we not had a penalty at all. Man, you was at seventeen. Um, the handball we were given the penalty for looked like Michael Keane pushed his arm up into the ball, and we got given a penalty for it. There's, I think, seven occasions um, previous to that where we had stonewall penalties. One where Theo Walcott got pulled back in the box. The same was, I think, it was someone who plays for Liverpool. Um, after their first game, exactly the same, and they got a penalty, and we didn't. And it was literally the same movements, the same, the same run, the same pullback, and everything in the exact same area. But yeah, you're right. Doctor Everton and Doctor Tottenham. I think they went to the same fucking medical practice to get the day. Yeah, probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Grove, you know. Yeah. Same university to get the medical degree. <laughs> fucking hell. And I. You know, are you, because talking about money and the game and everything like that, you know, it's it's obvious that, you know, you are, you're sort of following that similar path to Spurs now and that Goodison Park is going to be consigned to history in the next yeah, few years. You're moving into the new ground and all that. Yeah. How, how, how are you feeling about it all about, not just about Everton as a club, but how football is going in general to 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 see it that it's maybe a necessity that Everton do mm. modernise in that way in order to stay yeah. relevant. 
we 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 do need to upgrade. Uh, we've needed to upgrade for a long time. Yeah, you've been to Goodison, haven't you? And I know Shabazz. Yeah. Um, it's you know what? I love the place. I love the place with all my heart. I've been going there for forty-one years now. It's um, it's a special place. It's Goodison. It's I, I can't I can't describe what Goodison is to anyone who's never been there. It's it's small. It's compact. It's sweaty. It's horrible. It's nasty. And Nasty Goodison is one of my favourite places to be. It needs a vast upgrade. We're not going to be able to upgrade the ground that way. I will cry my fucking leg off the day we leave there. I genuinely will. And I'll be over 50 at that point. When we leave there, I will be 52, 53 years of age. And I will still go to that ground on its last day. And I'll cry. But I'll also cry when I go to the new ground. Because I've seen what's what's going to happen. I was, as I said, I was in the Everton fan forum for the past three years. Um, some of the stuff we got to see, just I mean, the general public's not not in the general public hasn't seen, but some of the stuff we got to see with Colin Chang and uh, the developers and Dan Mice when he was still involved. Some of the stuff, mate. I want it all brand new and shiny, like Spurs' new ground. I want it all brand new. Yeah. I want it shiny. I don't mind a little nod to the past. That's fine. Have a little nod to the past. But I want brand new, shiny, Bramley Mordoch. Everton winning stuff there. Everton just being competing again. Just I, I can't wait for that to happen. But I will miss Goodison. And I will, and I, I will cry. I'll cry like a fucking asshole when, when I close, you know what I mean? I know, but... Because... The funny thing, it it shows you so much of like what what football is about. Ultimately, it's about winning stuff, isn't it? You want your team to win stuff, and you know that in the because this is this is the problem with with White Hart Lane and the new ground, which we've been quite lucky in that we've stayed in the same place. Yeah, you know, it's the old ground got knocked down, and we built on the same site. Yeah. You know, we're talking of few metres either way away from it but had we gone to the Olympic Stadium I don't know it might have been a bit different um, be glad you fucking didn't go there mate oh, oh don't oh, mate I know it's horrible it's like sort of anxiety about what could have been but with this you know we're sort of we're in a funny place at the moment where you know we still the fan base I think it's not it's not settled and I think you probably will find... I mean, it might be a completely different experience for you guys. You, know, you can only experience it for yourself. But what what you do find early on with this is that you have that initial thing about this is shiny, this is new, this is amazing, this is the future. I, you know, much of what you said about Goodison feel, felt the same way about White Art Lane. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a box... It was a shit hole. It was horrible, but it was ours, and yeah, we loved it. And on those, hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On those nights when it was properly up for it, it was, yeah, you would genuinely feel the ground rocking and stuff. But people do tend to look back on it and be like, oh, every single game was great. It wasn't. There were shite games at Wildcard Lane. Oh, mate, I can can probably pick out the great games of Goodison as opposed to the shit ones. Mate, I tell you what, in our tight, I'm old enough to remember ever winning shit and fucking. I, I was there for the good times, you know what I mean? If if yeah. just the the wasn't great games in some of them seasons either. There were some games there you're thinking, oh my, what the fuck a lot of my tears up here for? Like fucking Coventry or oh, my Coventry on a Wednesday night or something in the league uh, league cup game, and you're thinking, why the fuck did I bother? Because we've never won the league cup. We've never won that cup. No, we've never won it. And some of the League Cup matches, you understand why. When you're playing fucking Brentford's kids and you're getting beat 2-1 yeah. with seven minutes to go and it's pissing down and you've walked up from Scotty Dover, like which is about two, a mile and a half away where I'm from when I was a kid and you've walked up with Dave and all his mates who are going to be pissed on the way home and you're only allowed to go up because your mask said as long as you go with them out of the pub. Do you know what I mean? yeah. And yeah. you're fucking 11, 12 years of age and it's some shit old fucking Stoke or some fucking shit team and you're getting ranked at 3-1 at home and you're like, ah, oh, why the fuck did the bother and you, your little 11, 12-year-old toes are fucking freezing. But the smells, the camaraderie, the fucking, the feeling of being part of something in that ground will never, ever leave me. Never, ever. But it's got to go. It's got to go. Regardless of the nostalgia, it's got to go. And I'll be happy when it does. And I'll also be very, very sad. It's it's key. It's holding on to that. And I think Spurs. Uh, it's it's just it's in a it's in a, it's it's hard to know because we're, again we're going through this whole behind closed doors thing. But yeah. there's a. It's it's even just down on the level of like because the ground is a lot bigger now. It's so much bigger than it was yeah, quite yeah. the size of what White Hart Lane was effectively. Yeah. I haven't been down yet. I'm looking forward to coming down to have a look at it. I mean, mate, it's glorious. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not even saying it's just like a club. But it's, it's objectively speaking, it's a glorious thing. It looks incredible. Yeah, so much thought has been put into it. It's not just. You know, people have said oh, it's just some identical stadium. It isn't. Like, there's real thought that's been put into every single part of that ground. Um, mm. 
unlike the Emirates, which literally is just an identical stadium, that yeah, yeah. they jumped yeah. the shark on that. You know, they they had that early success and they just thought, right, fuck it, let's build a brand new ground, which has aged already so badly. It just, you know, it doesn't yeah. look good. It doesn't look unique. Whereas what we've got is something, and we, we, yeah, I think we've got to be thankful for that. But it's, it's ultimately, I think a lot of it is just about getting the atmosphere back people finding out where they need to sit, what's going to be the noisy stand, what's not. Yeah. Um, but some of the pro- what I mean, one of the major problems, though, mate, in, in that is the price of the tickets. Like, it's, we are, I think we're the most expensive now, or the second most expensive yeah. club to go to in the country. And we're still winning, fuck all, you know? And, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm by no means a rich man, but I do all right. I'm fairly comfortable, but... I'm pretty much priced out of being able to go to... I'm not a season ticket holder, but I'm, I'm a member that has historically gone to most home games. I've yeah. just chosen not to have a season ticket, really, because I, I prefer to sort of jump around in the ground, sit in different seats and so that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, I sort of realised this last season. I was just sort of sat there. I think I, I we were playing Brighton and we we just managed to win in like the 89th minute or so and that probably added to the to the sort of general shit feeling because we were not doing very well in the league at all last year but I remember just sitting there thinking I paid before even they had all, all the ticketing fees and all that 65 quid 65 quid to sit and just watch a football game and it suddenly just dawned on me, like, I, I can't, like, I, I just cannot, I can't afford to do it anymore. I can't, you know? I think, do you know um, what, I think 65 quid's beyond our most expensive as well. Yeah, that, that's middle of the road, really, at Spurs, generally, I think. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit more on the upper end of that, but it's because it's been so, the thing is as well, a lot, it's been very hard to get tickets to the new place because it's still got that wow factor. It's got a lot of tourists now yeah and also just a lot of people that haven't been yeah you know, i still know people that haven't been at all yet to the new ground for whatever reason yeah. um and it has been quite hard to get tickets but like you say it's it, it, ultimately though you do understand it because it's not it's not just a problem that it's not just everton or it's not just spurs who are saying like right fuck it off we've got to knock down our old ground because we don't care and we're going to build this big shiny thing to be boastful or whatever it's, you've got to do that or your club will slip into, a, yeah, you'll end up like Nottingham Forest or West Brom or who, yeah, yeah, yeah. these if, other great teams of... If, if you don't expand, if, if you don't expand, you will fall to bits. Because, I mean, I, I, I think 97% of our fan base is season ticket holders. 97% of people who go on a match are season ticket holders are Goodison. So getting hold of a ticket is hard anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, they do have tickets. They've got to have tickets to sell on the day. And a lot of there's, there is like two and a half thousand go to general sale all the time. But that's that's the club. The club makes sure that happens. You know what I mean? But it's, ours is quite a high percentage of season ticket holders. So we're going to expand that by going into a 52,000, well, nearly 53,000 seats the stadium. It's, we're also going to be doing what Spurs have done and putting the safe standing in. We've sort of um, bypassed the which is going to be the noisy stands by building 
one big massive stand based on the Bayern Munich wall, you know, the yellow wall. Nice. Um, so that's going to be the north end stand. Uh, or the south end stand. Oh, actually, yeah, probably the south end stand. The one, I think, if I remember right, it's the one facing the live buildings. So the live buildings... Is gonna you're, uh, you very carefully don't call it a cop stand there, mate. No, don't fuck that, lad. No. No, I'd rather stick hot shitty fucking sticks in my eyes. We're calling it the... Um, we're calling the end by the Mersey, uh, the Gallows End. We're going to locally call that the Gallows End. Well, I'm going to try and locally call it the Gallows End because according to the song, we hang the copyrights one by one on the banks of the River Mersey. Um, that's just where the away supporters are going to sit. <laughs> no, it's not. It's on the opposite side. The away supporters are going to be more towards, yeah. Um, ours is basically a mirror image of Goodison turned... Uh, 180, if you get what I mean, it's, it, it's a little yeah, bit yeah. weird the way it is. It's very similar to the way Goodison set out by um, the renderings that I've seen. Um, but the corner where you sit now at Goodison, it's going to be the opposite corner for the away fans. Um, and the family, all the family enclosure area is going to have like a play area for the kids on the concourse so the kids can go and play on the concourse well. The parents, carers, whoever's taking the match can carry on watching the match. You know what I mean? Because you know what kids are like. There's loads and there's loads of new innovative stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I did mention to Shy uh, actually that we're going to be doing new news today, but he's in work. Uh, so we said they'd be doing it while he's in work. Uh, can, I, can I ask a couple of questions for him? Oh, yeah, go on then. So I'll read them as he typed them on WhatsApp to me, because you will enjoy these. So oh. he said, ask them what they'll do when Spurs go bust and Arsenal use their tra- grounds as a training ground. I'll, uh, I, I, I think I'll have... Uh, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know, I don't know how much more misery that club can in- inflict on me as a, as a human being anymore, but I'm sure they'll they'll find a way to do it if they can, so... <laughs> the older I get, the more and more this stuff happens. You just kind of have to like just nod, smile along, and be like, "Yep, that's that's our <laughs> yeah. place in the world, isn't it?" That's it. Yeah, yeah. it, it is. Go. It is. Though uh, you, you know, you know, it's Sai being a little prick, don't you? He also said. He also sends. Doesn't sound like Sai, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he also sends. So the hundred and seventy-five million loan until next year. Fans won't be back in the grounds until early January at the earliest. Uh, Mourinho will fuck off. Eric Tyre will be given a 40-year contract and Ali Kane's nose will drop off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all very... I mean, I, I, at the moment, I, I wouldn't be too averse to Mourinho going. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dyer, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I'm, I'm, I don't mind the lad. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Actually, Except, like, he's like, he's he's never, yeah, he's never to lad, yeah. he is. So, yeah. Know, and he also put, anyway. just to finish us off, as an aside, at least you'll have Daniel Levy to knock an Everton deals. It's a podcast unto itself about our, our board now. I don't know. They've done a lot of good for us, but they're. No, they're oh, it's looking. Mate, mate, you know, you know what we is. He can't help himself. <laughs> Where's all your money coming from nowadays, anyway? 
Um, I should be more clued up on this, but so it, it's um, Mr. Mashiri is a billionaire or multi-billionaire Iranian backer uh, at the moment, but he's also best mates with Alisher Usmanov from he's a Russian oligarch um, who makes oh, right. he, he makes Mashiri's billions seem like fucking my wages, which is statuary yeah. sick pay at the moment. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, he's best mate. He was involved with Arsenal at one point, but he wanted to buy Arsenal and he weren't having it really. So, uh, Usmanov sort of USM Finch Farm is now our training ground. Uh, USM's the um, building firm. Oh, well, I say building firms like contractors, you know, like he owns all the, the um, building materials. So, he provides building materials for. Um, massive, massive structures. So, guess where Bramley Moore building materials are coming from? Um, yeah. He paid. He you paid. A discount on it, do you reckon? I think we're getting a discount on it as well as he paid right, us. Right, he paid us thirty million to be first in the queue for the name and right for the roof of the new ground. <laughs> just the roof. Just the roof. Just to be in the. That's just to right. be in the queue. Not. 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 Not to be. Part of the name and rights, but just to be in the queue, just to be first in the queue, to be thought of for the name and rights, he pays us thirty million for that. Um, he pays a couple of million for the Finch Farm uh, and <laughs> training ground that Everton got up just on the outskirts of Liverpool, which is in just outside Halewood or Hale. Um, it's just fucking mad, isn't it? Football. Yeah, like, it's fucking mad. It's insane, mate. But. We we know you know what's going on. You know for a fact he's got his hands in the bucket, but he can't. He couldn't have had his hands in the bucket at one point because he, because of his involvement with Arsenal, and you can't have two football teams at the same league and all that bollocks and shite mess. Yeah. But you all know he's got his hand in the bucket. As soon as he said the Arsenal weren't weren't allowing him to buy them out, can't remember who it was said he can't. He who is it that's in charge of Arsenal? He's fucking. Anyway, he wouldn't shelter Usmanov, so Usmanov's now just giving fucking his, his mate Mishiri money for. He, I think he'd be sponsoring Doris to Tea Lady for 25 million this year, to be fair. Because <laughs> old Doris is getting fucking hobnobs instead of chocolate digestives. <laughs> yeah. A Miller sandwich. Prawn sandwiches up from cucumber sandwiches. Oh, maybe, eh? Hey, there's some of the fucking food that. Hey, to be fair, Everton have always had good food. We don't do prawn sandwiches, though. Think uh, Doris. Uh, think Doris has a seafood allergy. Joe <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kane might be happy. So, uh, I've, 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 I've kept you here for quite some time, mate. I guess I'll just I'll ask you ahead of the game. What what are the what are the main changes that you've seen Ancelotti sort of make? at Everton in terms of like personnel, style and how do you see yourself kind of lining up and taking basically beating Spurs? <laughs> um the main changes I've seen in uh, the main change I've seen with uh, players and stuff is uh, they seem to be a bit more drilled. Thankfully we've also got rid of a lot of deadwood in the last couple of weeks like the likes of Unami Umani Ashgawan and I know people loved him, but he was fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised Kerman didn't give him a lock of a fuck's sake. Uh, but, yeah, do you know what? 
he was he was one of those that appealed, like Dennis Drakulers, he, he appealed to the hard work and the ethic that Evertonians look for all the time. Um, Ancelotti's made a massive difference with, he's taken in, he seems to be just taking in, observe, observing and absorbing before he makes any sort of decision. And you can see the difference. Difference in Calvert-Lewin, the way he's playing. A difference in Richardson, the way he's playing. Difference in Michael Keane, Mason Holgate. Just them four players alone can show you the difference of what a bit of decent man management can do for the player. Um, I think come, ne- come next season is where you're going to see the biggest change. It's the man management of games as well. Games where we, the last two managers, like Leicester, previous game, last last game we played, the Leicester game, we were 2 0 up. They scored a goal. Any other manager in the last five managers, we'd have got beat that game. Yeah. We, we'd have definitely got beat that game. We, shit the bed and. Yeah, we, we'd, have, we'd, we'd have done more than shit the bed. We'd have done the Newcastle. I don't remember if you remember the Newcastle game from last season. I think it was last season. We were 2 0 up. On the 90th minute, we formed it over time to go and got beat 2 Christ, yeah, I do remember that. Remember that? So, I'm, I remember your Facebook rant about it. Least, <laughs> Most people... <laughs> Cockwombles cock was used or something similar. Yeah, cockwombling, fuckwitting, fuckity, fuckity fucks or something like that, something similar. It's normally on the line, the fuckwitting, cockwombling, fuckwittity gang of gobshites or something along that line. But yeah, um, the Leicester game, just even the Liverpool game, the Zabi, he managed it well. He knew what they were going to do. We nullified it. Leicester game, he seen we were two 0 up. They scored. He seen what needed changing. He nullified it. He brought Tom Davis on and just said, "Man, Mark Madison, don't go anywhere without him." It worked, and it's having a manager who can change things up two or three times in one game, which is something that Everton haven't had. Since our Kendall and our Kendall's didn't even do with that much, you know what I mean? We just had a great team then. Yeah. The, the team knew what they needed to do with that point. We haven't had we haven't had a man manager, we haven't had a team manager, and we've now got Carlo Ancelotti, which I'll be honest with you, don't we? Yeah, it's it's still a dream to me. It's still like wake yourself up and pinch yourself in the morning when his name was first announced. I was like, fuck off, it's not Ancelotti, that's a wind up. I genuinely I think I I might still have the post on there, listen, I'll send you that. It, I'll just put, yeah, that's a lot of me fucking ass. What a chance. It's, 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 they're not the types of managers we're used to getting because of the likes of David Moyes, Roberto fucking stupid Bobby Brown broke knobhead, um, <laughs> Marco shit silver, fucking oh, shit stain, fucking Sam Allardyce. There's another one I didn't go to when he think I was invited to. <laughs> Come and meet the manager. Is it Sam? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. I'm not going anywhere near him. Stupid fucking fat ball as a prick. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the progression that we're making at the moment. I think we're going to see a bit more progression next season. Maybe definitely top six. Uh, I'd like to see. You've got a very yeah, yeah, You've we got have a very good squad. You've been underperforming for like a couple of seasons now. Yeah, right? yeah, we've got a decent. We've always had a decent side. Just haven't had anyone to bring the fucking gut out in them, and that's it. It's. I mean, Rich Allison's going to. I hope he kicks on to what he can become next season. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not holding up much out for Moyes Keane, like, but um, he's a kid. He's 19. He's still getting used to the league. Anthony Gordon looks a good prospect. Uh, we've got that. We've just signed that left back. Um, and I'm going to pronounce his name incorrectly, so I won't. I think it's Nick, Nick Wilkley or something like that. Uh, six foot one left back, so that's something we've never had before, especially in relation to Leighton Baines, who's like five foot two. But um, Luca Dean, another player that's going to be coming into his own next season, I think. Hard we've already, yeah, we've already seen a bit of Luca Dean last season and this season. Uh, we can see he's a very good player. It's just weird that we're that used to having that link up with Baines and Pienaar on the left hand side. We always expect them to be able to link up like that because that's what we're used to. People need to realise not every player is the fucking same, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, we're, we're progressing well. I can see us progressing a bit more next season. Definitely top half finish, possibly sixth, maybe fifth. European football with a bit of luck. And if all things go well, all things and all the jigsaw pieces fall together, we might even win the league, which is what I expect us to do every fucking season anyway. Gone. You never know, yeah. mate. Leicester City did it. <laughs> well, mate, yeah. you don't go and watch your team to watch them lose, do you? No. You, you want them to win every game. And I think we've said this and we've covered it many, many times. I want to see Everton win. I want to see Everton win the league. I want to see Everton win the fucking FA Cup. I want to see Everton win the Champions League. That's what I want to see. Whether it'll fucking happen in my lifetime, I don't know. But I want to see it. And I want to see it as well for the likes of Elad. Elad, who's now 22, and the best he's fucking seen is a top four finish. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely, mate. And it's just, you know, it's, it's it's funny because it's, you know, it's one of these things people sometimes try to get, like, overly, you know, not even academic. People just try to sort of overthink this stuff quite a bit, you know. I can I can honestly say that, quite obviously, the past few years under Pochettino have been by far the best yeah. I've ever experienced as a, as a Spurs fan. And my, my dad said that, you know, my dad's in his 60s and yeah. he's, you know, he, he, he can't quite fully vividly remember like the double team and all that sort yeah. of thing, really, the Spurs. Um, but yeah, obviously the 80s, Spurs came close and they were a good side there. They won a couple of good things, but he still is like, you know, this Pochettino side is the best Spurs have ever been, it's best I've ever known them to be. Um, but you still get, you know, people that say, "Oh no, we were better when we had Hoddle when we were." Uh, we, we, you know, I don't know. I, I can't say that because I, I don't remember it that well. But I don't. You think your that, your team now is better than what it was when you had the likes of Hoddle in that? I remember Hoddle in that. They 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 were a good team, but it was just Hoddle and a couple of others, Ray Wilkins. Was it yeah. Ray Wilkins? Yeah. Um, there was just a few decent players that made the team a little bit better. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't mm. as good a side as you've got now. I think the um, the incorporation of players players have got at the minute, you just play well as a team rather than a couple of individuals doing well and everyone looks all right around them. Well, to, to be fair, mate, that is probably what we are now, though. Like, And we're not. We... Because this is this is the thing with Spurs now. We are we're falling by the wayside, and this is why it's a good it's a good opportunity for the likes of Everton, maybe Wolves. I'm I'm not 
I'm not as bought into the idea of Wolves as staying power. If I'm nah, the others. To be honest, there's a lot of people no. are. No, they're, they're, um, they're, they'll fall by the way, sir, mate. They're, they're, they're yeah. having a good season. But maybe Arsenal, but I think they're in still just in as much a mess as Spurs are really at the moment. I don't, I don't think they're particularly that good. So I think the, I think the, the, the circumstances are right, say, for Everton to go on and have a proper crack at it now. Yeah. What Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle will be breathing down both our necks in a few years if this takeover <laughs> goes on. <laughs> I hope you're saying that. I hope you're saying that with a smirk on your face. There's not a fucking chance. Take over or not, they'll fall through the cracks like they do every fucking year because they're because they're a one club town. That's all they are. No, no matter how much how big they think they are as a club, they're shite. They haven't won nothing in <laughs> what. But what, what was the last time they won something? 1953 or something? 1953. I think the last time Newcastle won something. Everton had come up from the last time they were relegated. I think they are one of the teams that consistently outshite even the pair of us, don't they? <laughs> 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 you can always rely on you. Can always be like, oh, you know, yeah, at least we're not Newcastle. At least we're not Newcastle yeah. or Stoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking thank fuck we're not Stoke, mate. No, oh, mate. I think we, I think every football fan in the world can agree. That you're not Stoke or a Carpite. Or a Gooner. That's, that's cool. I love them in there as well, but <laughs> I, I think that's why, I think that, as I said before, I do think that's why Everton and Spurs fans have such an affinity is because we've got a gang of cunts that play in red in the same fucking town as us. You were saying at the start how the Liverpool fans, it's just kind of like, they have to like, sneer about it you have to be like ah you know one, one of my mates who uh, he's not actually even that uh, I know him from down here but all his family are, are from Liverpool and everything so he's, he's like a semi-plastic you know he, yeah. he's, he's born and raised down here but his mum and dad are both from, from Liverpool and everything yeah. and uh, he uh, the first thing he did when they won the league though is like on our, on our WhatsApp where it's just yeah we're a group of old schoolmates his first thing wasn't to, you know, be like, oh, I'm happy, you know, I've finally seen Liverpool win the league. He yeah. just decided to, like, just rub it in everyone's face. Yeah, yeah. Went, like, straight away, it's all like, ah, you're all shit. Ah, yeah, mate. You know, we've won the... <laughs> everyone was the same, like... These don't know how to be gracious to the worst fucking winners in the world. Just be happy. Like, you, you can just be happy for your team, you know? Mate, Jeff, I showed my missus stuff that uh, online that she wouldn't normally see now because she doesn't really follow football. She's never told me by proxy, but she's never told me, but she's never told me by proxy more because she's got to put my fucking shit in the house. You know what I mean? As well as me, son. Yeah. But she, so she just deals with that part of my life because she knows I love Everton more than her. She's sitting right in front of me so she can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's the way it is. She puts that. So I've been showing her stuff from Copite online. Now I said to her a good few years ago, the media bias for Liverpool, Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea is fucking ridiculous. The sky loved ones that we call them. I showed her some of the stuff that Liverpool fans were doing online, and she was like, "Well, why are they doing that?" I was like, "The fuck are you asking me for?" So I don't know. I have no idea why they're doing that. 
they sneer at fucking everything like you just said, they sneer. The first thing they think of is, how can we rub this in someone's face? Why the fuck? It's weird. It, right, if you were... It's weird. Spurs won the league, would you go anywhere near Highbury? I would not give a shit. I'd be... Like we were saying, that, the, the champ, oh, I, can't, I fucking hate talking about it, but me and my mate saying, like, if we'd have won the Champions League last year, yeah. you'd have gone straight up Tottenham and just been up all night and waited for the fucking team to arrive the next day, you know? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You'd have been on the beers, having a laugh, yeah. enjoying it with your mates, yeah. all that. It wouldn't even occur to me. Yeah, okay. Next time we play Arsenal in the league, you sing Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. And yeah, you rub it in at the right time. But at the game. to be asked, to be asked to go to someone else's stadium and do that as opposed to just enjoying it. Well, this is, I mean, how far, how far apart are Highbury and Tottenham? How far apart Arsenal and Tottenham? A few miles. It's not, it's not too far. It's, it's nowhere near as close as, uh, as your two grounds. But no, the not, only reason... The only reason a cop out has to come by Goodison is if he lives there. If they live round about round and about our grounds and you've got to cross the park to get home, that's the only reason he have to go by Goodison. But to bring a flag and tape it round Dixie's in and pose with it and say, Dixie's a red within the same fucking twelve hours that you've just first won the league, to me is the pettiest it's just it, it's just fucking idiotic to me. I don't understand that. I, as you just said, I'd be down Goodison on County Road, few beers, waiting for the team to get home, celebrate that and get home. That's it. Have a bad maybe. They'll be those lads that if they haven't already, they'll be getting a kick in though, right? Won't they? You know, for their for their troubles. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Half of the course, that you know, yeah, they, were, yeah. they were silly enough to put their over. I think even I've seen a photo of them standing by the statue, having done it over. So yeah, oh, there's some, someone on over here. Yeah, there'll be a well, shit on the doorstep, shit on the doorstep, and a wet paper bag on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Best regards, Cyan Borley. Yeah, don't put this out with your slippers on. Yeah, <laughs> or do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh mate, he's not one on my shit. It's not right at the minute. I've got all sort of to collate it. I've had a flare up. I don't know fuck all in. Right on that note, then, mate. I'll, uh, I'll I'll say it's been it's been a pleasure speaking to you again after after all this time. And yeah, we haven't we haven't been joined by our better halves. They're both they're both working, whatever that means. But um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure, mate. And I, I hope you. You know, staying staying safe and keeping well and everything. Yeah, maybe I. Yeah, but I'm locked up until the first of August. But mate, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure to speak to you again. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.